what is an office capable of? Well, we're no longer limited by the the production resources and people that they have in a particular office. They have the benefit and access to the resources of the entire program. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. So today we're, uh, we've got uh, William Lawful in with us, and we've got uh, Simone Gandiga, who's in uh, uh, our Microsoft Teams window here, joining us. How you doing, Simone? I'm doing great. How are good. you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, joining us here today on SSR On Air. Appreciate you guys uh, taking some time to talk about all the things you're working on. and Yeah, glad to be here. And other things. So I'm going to hit you with some questions and, and uh, let you guys uh, carry the show. Okay. So first, I just wanted to kind of start a little bit with, uh, with your, your, both of you a little bit and what your roles are now and, and kind of what, uh, what you do at SSR. And, and William, why don't, you, why don't you kick that off? Okay. Well, I'm a mechanical engineer, um, and uh, I've been with the firm uh, going on five years. Uh, and I, uh, in a sense, co-manage um, the MEP uh, service line for SSR together with Simone and, and also Jan Peruki and Mario Valentini. Um, together, Jan and I manage our principals and our project managers um, and really with a focus of um, uh, making sure that we're managing our projects right, that we're looking at what um, that we're serving our markets um, well and taking care of our clients and um, and so that's kind of our focus, um, and uh, and been doing that for about the last year or so. Yeah, and that's that's been since we we did the reorg. We're a little bit, a little bit to consolidate these things, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Simone, what about you? Um, well, I'm an electrical engineer. Um, I've been working with SSR for six years now. Uh, really good six years. My role right now is a discipline resource manager. I um, I manage resources for uh, half of the electrical staff uh, for the company, the MEP side of the company, and I also um, indirectly supervise mechanical and plumbing for the company. Um, as William said, we we tag team uh, kind of to run the the MEP side of the business. Uh, Jan, William, and Mario and myself, um, and. Primary, uh, primarily my role is to make sure we have the right staff for the projects, uh, make sure we hire the right talent, and make sure that um, we provide uh, quality designs for our clients, and uh, make sure that, that we have a balance internally for our uh, technical staff, those working day in and day out on our projects, make sure that their workload is balanced and they have uh, manageable weeks and, and the we're sharing work effectively and um, again that we're working as a team and we are sharing resources accordingly okay good good so I'm, I'm gonna stick with you for a second here Simone just 
tell me a little bit about your your background and and uh, you know, where you came from and and uh, I think you mentioned how long you've been here, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, and I'll try to keep it short. Uh, it's a long <laughs> story. Um, I'm ori originally from Venezuela. It's where, where I was born. Uh, I lived there for 24 years, the first 24 years of my life. Um, I got my engineering degree from there. Um, um, and then I, I moved to the U.S. Um, to continue my, my education. I, I earned a scholarship and traveled to the U.S. and uh, never went back. Um, so I spent uh, 10 years up north uh, between uh, St. Paul, Minnesota and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. And then after uh, 10 beautiful winters, I decided to move south and, and I uh, came to Houston is where I call home now. And um, in that transition, I, I found the opportunity at SSR and, and joined the team. So I've been I've done a little bit of everything, if you will, in terms of uh, engineering and, and business side and uh, all other kind of things that uh, it'll take too long for me to explain, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Okay, okay. We're going to give you a chance, same thing, your path here. So um, I was born uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, grew up in Marietta. Georgia um, and really lived there my entire life. Um, so I was there uh, for 40 years. Uh, I went to um, George Tech um, and uh, professionally um, worked in Atlanta for 22 years. Um, and then, like I said, the last five years here, um, uh, here in Nashville at SSR. Um, I would, uh, had a quick taste of uh, manufacturing for a year and then went into engineering consulting. Um, in HVAC plumbing fire protection design and um, have uh, uh, you know really enjoyed being in that uh, that industry and um, and found a home there so uh, I it's uh, um, was definitely a good move and I've really enjoyed being in it yeah good okay okay so one of the big topics that we got you guys in here to talk about today is is the role that you're playing and how this this new configuration that we have is is helping us uh, do a lot of things not only grow people um, give them opportunities you know respond to our clients needs and those kinds of things so let's talk about that a little bit and, and what you see as as this transition what what's good about it and and what you're excited about and on both fronts from your point of view you know it's it's been an evolution. Um, I mean, we've, you know, over our history, we've, you know, we've tried this um, at this firm uh, in a bunch of, uh, you know, self-managed teams um, mm -hmm. and a bunch of profit centers. And, yeah. uh, and then over time that consolidated to three programs and um, an office-led uh, management um, and then began to include a significant amount of, um, you know, office to office work sharing, um, and, and and we had to do a lot of things to make that happen, like working on the same you know design platforms and using some of the same standards and those types of things. So this is really kind of taking that next step to you know how can we really operate like you know as though we're one service line, one department, um, 
across multiple offices, and and then it kind of changes some things, um, uh, and and some of them are subtle, and some of them are pretty dramatic. But it, you know, so it, it changes the idea of of you know what's the purpose of an office, you know, and and so now the purpose of an office is having the people in that office who are there to take care of a client, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, and so, what's a, what is an office capable of? Well, we're no longer limited by the the production resources and people that they have in a particular office. They have the benefit and access to the resources of the entire program across the office. So now we can um, we can go into Atlanta, which we're in Atlanta. Um, we've got an excellent principal. We've got um, uh, several engineers, EIT, um, mechanical, electrical. Um, in addition to the medical equipment planning group that we have, we've got a really good MEP group there. But, I mean, they're capable of doing bed towers and s- large stadium renovations. And um, they're doing an amazing uh, living building challenge project um, that um, is uh, a really amazing projects. And, and they're, they've got the people there that can take care of the clients, but they're linked with the sustainability group that we've got across our firm they're linked with the building envelope group that we've got across our firm and and it allows us to be really flexible um, and dynamic in how we bring um, those things that our clients need in the best way that we can so simone talk talk about your role and what you see there you know the advantages that you're seeing and and some of the efficiencies that that you think we're we're getting to Well, um, my role, I think, is really exciting because it gets me the opportunity to to interact with almost everybody in the company in some kind of a way. Um, I, in in a single day, I get to to talk to project managers, to the technical staff, uh, designers, CITs, engineers, the client, uh, our leadership team, uh, my peers. So. It gives me the opportunity to to build those relationships, and and that is really important because at the end of the day, what we try to do is to to um, I mean, in, in my role is to put the right team together for for the project managers to deliver what the client expects, right? Um, so in in that dynamic, um, I I get to to understand what everybody's skill set is. That that's very important um, because um, we, we normally keep a fair amount of people available and we try to to do that so we can respond to unexpected requests. I mean, uh, our clients have needs that we don't necessarily know two or three weeks in advance. Sometimes it happens uh, in a daily basis. So um, it's my job to make sure that we can respond to that. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of things I, I see in that. One is just the ability to leverage the, you know the best talent and and leverage the the energy right some people are much more interested in certain types of work than they are in others and and have a passion behind it and and applying those passions it, it it gives us the ability to do that and then the other thing is what you touched on with with how you have to listen to what the question is in order to provide the appropriate response and so I think that brings us closer to the clients and what their needs are because you're you're really thinking about what you know. How can we respond to this in the best way? So it, it's a it's a close to client. It's a you know giving the opportunities and delivering the right passion. I mean, those are the things I see with it. 
I agree. And, and, and I think something that's very important to us is that we want to continue to be that first phone call that our clients make when they have an issue. And, and it's critical for us to provide the right answer uh, every time, or at least give it a good try, right? So managing those resources and, and getting that right individual uh, makes a difference. Uh, I, I think it does, and it does for our clients. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy about having the opportunity to be part of that. Yeah, appreciate it. So, how do you how do you guys interact together? I mean, what what is the what's the the normal routine between you, the four of you, that are that are doing this? I mean, we uh, we meet weekly, um, at least once an hour, and uh, outside of that, we are an hour a week, and then um, we. Did you say once an hour? I did. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> um, not, sometimes it feels like that. Uh, no, and we uh, and we also interact uh, outside of those meetings, mm-hmm. you know, often. Um, Whenever something comes up, I'm sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anytime our team needs a, uh, um, you know, a, a new project, a new team, it's not a foregone conclusion who that team is. I mean, they're needing to get that uh, reviewed, approved staffed you know with support from mario and simone mm-hmm. um and um and, you know and the drms that work for them and um and that is i mean that is a daily interaction so you mentioned the drms discipline resource managers how do they how do they plug into this process I'm not sure who's best to answer that <laughs> well i'll just say i mean Mar- um uh simone you can um, I mean, maybe speak to it, but you know, my experience with it is Mario um, is the lead DRM. He's also the electrical DRM. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means any electrical team members, um, we're ge- our side of the Mississippi is generally going to Mario for electrical staff. Okay. Um, uh, mechanically, that would be Chris Loftus. Um, uh, plumbing um, would be uh, Matt Clark. And uh, and again, any mechanical or plumbing staff that they need, they're going to those guys. And um, uh, and it's really their job to make sure that these projects are staffed um, properly. It's also our PM's job to make sure they're scheduled um, properly. And, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a bit of a handshake and a partnership between them. Yeah. So, so let me just change perspective then. So from the perspective of a project manager, what what is how do they interface with this process and this system what what do they see on their end what do what are they responsible for and how do they participate in that well a project manager gets a project they set up a project and um and when they do that it they begin to define an expectation of what the hours needs and and what the hours you know, required uh, for each discipline and different roles on the project. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of becomes the demand on the, the technical team's resources. And so th- it's at that point that they're interacting with our DRMs to request team members. Yeah, 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 I understand that. So the another perspective is from the folks that are doing most of the production heavy lifting in the in the design and Simone, you probably can answer that. What it, what does it look like? What's their interface as they as they look up into this? Uh, well, I, I want to believe that we're making their lives a little bit more predictable. Uh, I think that has been the, the biggest difference. Um, in the past, in the previous system, we, we had, uh, there were 
multiple lines of communication because there was a, a direct communication between the project managers and, and the teams on specific needs. And this was above and beyond the planning phase. So someone had a need and there was a, a designer or an engineer that had worked in that project before. Uh, well, it was logic to go and reach out to the team and ask them to do this addendum that just came up, right? Um, now, the PMs don't have visibility to what each other is doing. They, they are focusing on their clients, they are focusing on their projects, and, and that's, that's the intent. Um, so the, the technical staff, those uh, individuals doing the production and, and the, the drawing and the, the designs and all that, uh, they are in the middle of multiple priorities. And it was unfair to expect them to make a decision as to which project to prioritize and, and deliver the ones they thought it was the most important without having all the facts in front of them. So that's one thing we're focusing on. We're trying to have a wider visibility. I, uh, in, in my role, I have visibility to what all the PMs are doing, what all the priorities are for them. And for them, they are all important. Um, so I, I, I have the ability to, to talk to all of them and find out which one we need to do first uh, which one we can transfer to a person that might be available. And, and at that point, we can make a, a 60 hour week for some, for someone, because all these priorities came unexpectedly, a 40 hour week, a 42 or 43 hour week that, that is more manageable. You know, one of the things that, that, uh, I've been saying on, you know, when I'm talking to clients is that, you know, cause they always ask how big is SSR? What's our capacity and that kind of thing. And I always talk about, well, we're 450 people, we, you know, in the MEP world, we're this. And, and I, I can, you know, without, without any, you know, problem on my conscience, say, we, you know, we have 200 people that are in the MEP world that can work together across all the offices. And, and I think a lot of our competitors don't, just don't do that. They may have 500 people, but they, they can't do that. And, and I think people know that. So I, I find that people ask me questions about that. How do you guys do that? How does that work, right? And so right. we start this conversation. And, and I always point back to, or at least recently, to the Allegiant Stadium process, you know, and we had, you know, one time we had 40 people working on it across six offices. And, you know, the, the clients, they just knew that there were 40 people working on it. They knew, where, they knew the faces of the people and the names, but they have no, had no idea where they were. That's right. Because it was pretty seamless and it was well done. And I think that it could not have been done just a few years ago. So talk about the overall makeup of the groups. I know you mentioned a little bit, the, you know, east of the Mississippi and west, and, and then yeah. about, about how many projects are we working on right now actively? It's about 300,000 hours that we manage in a year. The production time that, that we manage, uh, it, that's close to 200 full-time equivalent um, to deliver the, the thousand plus. I, I don't have that number on top of my head. How many projects? Um, but there are a lot, a lot of projects. Um, so whatever number is out there, it is that's awesome. mind, that's mind blowing. Yeah. And, and, and there are probably an equal amount of things that we track. We don't track, um, the phone calls that, uh, I mean, our clients call us for things that they never become a project and, and we're there, we're available to, to make that 
field visit and bounce some ideas about this new infrastructure that they want to allocate some money for for 2025. I mean, all those things uh, take time, and and we're happy to do it because that that gave us that that interaction, that uh, learning about the projects and. Uh, contributing to defining the scope early enough so it's either us or anyone else developing that project in two, three years later, at least it was properly defined and the budget was there. So we do a lot of that and, and that plays a huge role in the number of things above and beyond just the typical project that we do every day. So Simone, the question, the question is, as, as our colleagues come into this, this, this structure, how do we help grow them? How does it further their career? How do we how do we train them to be, you know, something something better in five years, something you know, bigger? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. We have there are uh, multiple efforts going on to to continue to improve that experience for our our new younger colleagues uh, coming out of college or a year two years into into their careers. Um, our EPIC group, uh, it's, it's um, developing a lot of training and f having a lot of conversations to formalize that. So it's pretty much, uh, there are three pieces that, that contribute to that development. Um, one of them is the formal training that, again, our technical resources in the company are developing for our younger staff just joining the company to make sure that they, they have the, the right foundation and the right tools uh, to be successful in their careers. Um, the second one is that we assign a mentor, um, either in the office or in a different office there, again, the right person, uh, for someone early in, in their careers might not be a, a senior engineer. It might be maybe an engineer one, uh, who still remember what is to be an EIT. Um, so we go through that thought process and we assign that mentor and, the third piece to their development is to get those connections within the team that is closer to them. So we make sure that they have uh, that interaction with our senior designers and different engineers. So they, they get a flavor for different projects, different ways to do things. And at the same time, they are uh, understanding all these SSR standards that we have. So we, we bring consistency to our final product. Um, so there has been a lot of effort and time put into those programs. Um, we're making a conscious effort to to uh, continue to hire um, year one EITs coming out of college, um, and and we're committing to spending the time to developing them and making sure that that they contribute uh, to the success of the company as quickly as they can and for as long as they are willing to, to stay with us, which is um, hopefully long. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we've covered it. Okay. Appreciate you guys coming in yeah. and getting on the line with us and, and sharing what's, what's new. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR On Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.